to the Four Corner Sports Show. How are you boys doing? Doing great. Let's get her on. <laughs> I guess I'm doing fine. <laughs> no say. sports on, but I'm chilling. I know. I'm out here bird watching. You're out there doing your thing, watching what, table tennis or something like that? Bowling. Um, bowling. Don't disrespect bowling <laughs> like that. Hey, I am in the bowling league, and I am nasty at it. Not really, but hey, I like to believe so. I like to believe so. All right, guys, so for the show today, we are going to be talking about fantasy second-year breakout and second-year bust. We are going to be talking about fantasy rookie breakout and rookie bust. And then Cameron is going to give us a little preview of some betting. So first off, Tanner will lead us into our fantasy. Fantasy. Take it away, Tanner. Yeah, Let's you. just catch up a little bit. What have you been? Up. What have you been up to, Nolan? Studying fantasy, bro. That's all it's I do. Been, I just sit just the last, in the books. The last <laughs> four months, just straight studying. Yeah, but I have to. I have to have a great comeback after my finish <laughs> last <laughs> season. <laughs> I thought I was going to make the playoffs. I had a good push with six games winning, but uh, that zero and six start. <laughs> yep, that zero and six start didn't really help me. Where's your buddy at, Mike? Well, you know, <laughs> he's out there trying to catch a few sparrows for me. I might have him do some yard work. I don't know where he's at. I don't know what he's doing. That's, that's what he gets for finishing last in fantasy last year. <laughs> but anyways, fantasy-wise, we're just going to dive into a little bit and get get our feet wet on football. Um, start off with some rookies. I know that we, I mean, we didn't miss the draft. We didn't talk about the draft or anything in the offseason, so... Going to talk about some rookies that you guys think might be overhyped or could break out. Uh, so why don't we start with you, Nolan? Who's your rookie breakout? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you picked me first. All right, so I'm going with Justin Jefferson, guys, from Minnesota. Now hear me out, okay? Last season at LSU, he had 111 catches for 1,500 yards and 18 TDs, okay? This was also behind Jamar Chase. So he was not the number one receiver, okay? Wow, what do you know? It's like he's doing the same thing with the Minnesota Vikings. Now he's the number two wide receiver. You have Adam Thielen. You have Dalvin Cook, guys. He's going to easily beat out Tosh Sharp and B.C. Johnson, okay? That I'm not worried about. So you can look at this. Think of it like this. He's going to be on the field. He played the slot role 80% of the time in LSU. That's where he's going to play with the Vikings. The coach already came out and said it. I'm going to put him as a wide receiver three guy, a quality wide receiver three or wide receiver four in fantasy. He's going to get 71 catches, 845 yards, and seven touchdowns. I can also see him pushing seven? 900 yards receiving. Seven touchdowns. That's seven a lot. Seven touchdowns, okay. I know, for a rookie too. But he's going to have a few bad games, but at the same time, look at the door that has opened for him, guys. You had... Diggs leave. He had 94 targets last year. So you say he gets he gets the 94 targets. If not, he could lose a couple targets and everything with Dalvin Cook. But if Dalvin Cook holds out, guys, Justin Jefferson could go through the roof and become the offensive rookie of the year. This guy has the speed, 4.42. He blew up the combine. He was one of the best receivers. I'm very surprised that the Eagles didn't pick him over Rager, which blows me away. But he fell into the perfect slot and that is what you're looking for as a good wide receiver three and four that someone that fills a need for you on a week-to-week basis based on who's going to be guarding him he's going to see single coverage all year long because you're going to have 
Thielen grabbed that double coverage. So you're going to have sometimes a linebacker, you're going to have that nickel-dime package come in, and he's going to be covered by not the starting corner, but a backup corner. This guy is going to go off this season. I am telling you guys right now, you need to move him up your boards. Best rookie, best rookie wide receiver that will have the best season this year. He's not overall the best. That goes to Udy with the Denver Broncos, your boy Tanner, but he will have a great season. He could slide in there and fit really well, I think, too. So, yeah. Who you got, Tanner? Oh, well, mine is Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm high on him. I think Mac is kind of over overhyped a little bit in the last couple of years. He hasn't really produced a whole lot. And you bring in Phillip Rivers, who has a history of throwing to players like Danny Woodhead, um, you know, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. He loves th- throwing those swing passes to his running back. And when you throw him on a team like the Colts and you have Marlon Mack, who hasn't even caught more than probably 30 passes a season in his career. Um, It's just not a fit for them. And I think that eventually Jonathan Taylor will be their workhorse back. Um, He comes from Wisconsin. They have a great history of running backs. Um, Melvin Gordon, just like Phillip Rivers worked with the last, you know, four years of his career. Um, So I think he fits really well with what Phillip Rivers wants to do. And it's an offense that has a chance to score a lot of points. Uh, so I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. I like that one actually a lot. I really like that one too. Um, he also has the second easiest running back schedule. So, I mean, that's always mm-hmm. helpful too. It's nice when you're in the division with the Titans. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That stings a little bit. But, I mean, he's got a fair point with them in Jacksonville. Their rush defenses are kind of falling off here lately. So, um, I'm also going to stick with the running back position. I was kind of stuck between either J.K. Dobbins or... Kashawn Vaughn, the rookie running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm just not really sold on Randall Jones, and if this kid can come in and steal it, you know, in that offense with the swing passes from Brady and just how often they actually ran the ball last year, um, and they have the first easiest schedule for running backs, if he can get in there, make some momentum with his carries, he might be a late-round steal, especially because he's not going very high at all. His ADP right now is 95. So if he can come in there and make some noise in the start, definitely start sliding him up a little bit. I do like that one too, especially I don't think Tom Brady's going to have as prolific as a year as people expect, even though he does have two good receivers. But I just think they're going to run the ball with Bruce Arians' offense. It's been, what, three years that they've been – or two years that they've been saying Ronald Jones is going to break out this year. I mean, he has I mean, so And the barber comes in. He's had, <laughs> an, he's had enough chances, so I figured it might be over for him. Exactly. What about your overhyped rookie, Nolan? You All right. Don't take mine. No, I ain't going to take yours, but I'm going to get some heat for this one. You know, I, I can already tell. Henry Ruggs third is oh, an overhyped wide receiver. I am telling you this. People have been looking for the next Tyreek. Ever since Kansas City got Tyreek, people are like, oh, I want the next Tyreek. I want the next Tyreek. John Ross shows up, runs the fastest 40, one of the fastest 40s ever in the history of the Combine. And what does that translate to? Nothing. Busted season. He can't even finish a season. He always gets hurt and everything. So, Ruggs ran a 4.27, okay? Speed does not translate in the NFL, just speed. At the same time, Ruggs isn't just speed. He does have decent route running ability and everything. But I'm not sold on Ruggs, guys. Listen to this stat right here, all right? So, 
there are since 2003 only six wide receivers have run the 40 in under 4.3 seconds. The only one of those receivers to get selected in the first round was John Ross. Okay, can't even put up put together a complete season. Overall, out of the six receivers, the best one with the best career so far has been Marquise Goodwin. That blows me away. So I did two receivers for my boom and my bust. Unlike Jefferson, Ruggs moves to a low third wide receiver option and a mid-level fourth option. Not only that, but he isn't the first option you're going to be looking at or the second option you're going to be looking at in an offense. And when I'm picking players, I want to get that first or second option. Ruggs is going to be behind guys Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, who also finished the season with two back-to-back 100 yards receiving games, and Darren Waller. Another thing that's also helping is this whole coronavirus thing, guys. They ain't going to be able to get in and start really working together until the mid of July. And to me, that right there is already affecting how great these rookies are going to be. So I think you're going to see a slight decline in a lot of the rookies just because of this. But that's why I do not have rugs. Hi, guys. Yeah, I believe he's going to get 61 catches, 750 yards, and four touchdowns. I think he's going to finish outside the top 30. And a lot of people are trying to push him inside the top 30. Solid, okay, solid. I do like rugs, but I'll I'll give you a pass on this one. I'm not I, he's gonna be a complete bust, but I don't think he's gonna finish top thirty. I'm glad you brought up the whole rookie thing because I agree. Um, which leads into my guy, who I think is in a very creative offense in the Chiefs. Um, first round pick, great talent. Don't get me wrong, he's outstanding in the passing game. But to learn that um creative of an offense and come in and expect him to just be the next kareem hunt or something like that is a bit far-fetched and this is just from a fantasy perspective i think you know he might have a decent season but when you're picking him early third round in fantasy as your, your number two running back possibly number three it's or not number three running back sorry your number two possibly your number one running back on your team i think it's way too high for him right now He's being overhyped because he's going into a great offense as a rookie. Um, but as we've seen the last few years, the Chiefs have kind of went to more of a um, by-committee type backfield. They've had LaShawn McCoy, Damian Williams. They drafted Darwin Thompson last season. Um, I just think it's a little too much of a reach for him, and I'm trying to stay away just a little bit on on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of – LSU, I think, I mean, just like Jordan Jefferson, he got a little, Nolan's hyping him up too, I think it's the Burrow effect. It is the Burrow effect for sure down there, but no, I mean, I mean, I agree with you, he's going to be a good back, but he's not going to be that lead back that you're going to want to take, especially where he's going at right now, you need to get that value with the sure production I might um, I might be a little salty from believing all the Damian Williams could win you your fantasy league <laughs> last year um, and then he just screwed me over but I just feel like it's one of those offenses where you know they could have great running backs but they're not going to ride a workhorse and they're going to continue to swing out new running backs and keep them fresh yeah I agree with you guys on that I as a Chiefs fan this is my Chiefs heart Damian Williams will Chiefs start. Chiefs hard. Yeah, he, <laughs> he will start the season as an RB one, and he's going to be the RB one for the Chiefs offense. Everyone was riding high on Damian, Damian Williams going to the Super Bowl. They were yelling, saying, "Why didn't he win the MVP? MVP!" And now all of a sudden, everyone's throwing him to the side and getting C C E H. Come on, he's a rookie. 
He ain't no Kareem Hunt. Sorry to say this, but he's not a Kareem Hunt. Maybe next season you'll see a big boost in him, but not this season. All right. Mine, guys, I was kind of disappointed in this pick back in the draft as well, so it kind of helps bring it back up. But I'm picking Jalen Rager from the Philadelphia Eagles as my bust. Um, I mean, they have tried this time and time again. They had J.J. Whiteside last year. They had Nelson Aguilar the year before to try to fit this slot role. Very excited about both of those guys and just really didn't see any production there. Um, they just got Marquise Goodwin um, in a trade. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ertz is coming back healthy. Yeah. Um, you also got Jackson. Jackson there. He's coming back, but he's getting old. He's 33 this year. But I just don't see how he's going to come in and get a lot of action like they're expecting him to, especially for a first-round pick. Um, Wentz has to stay healthy, number one, for that offense to roll. Um, I hope they get Miles Sanders more involved in the run game this year and actually try to con um, control the clock. They have a great defense, but I just don't really see how he's going to come in and make some noise in the first year. I, I think everyone's just so focused on – Someone like we have to pick someone in that Philadelphia wide receiver core. Mm -hmm. Like they're trying to boost up Carson Wentz, but he's—I right. mean—he's done it without a top wide receiver for you know a few years now. And yes, Alshon Jeffrey had one great season, but everyone's clinging on to that, thinking there's got to be someone else to have a great season out of Philly. And it might just be a, a where he's getting so used to the offense, he's able to spread it out more. Ertz has always been his number one target over the middle, so it's just hard to picture a rookie coming in in the slot and just. Well, exactly. And he plays the exact same position as Marquise Goodwin, and a lot of people have him going as a top five rookie wide receiver. And, I mean, he got drafted ahead of Justin uh, Jefferson. He got drafted in front of Shitty T. Higgins. I mean, there, I, I just felt there was a lot of great wide receivers still left on the board for them to take him here. And, I mean, he's only projected to get 51 uh, receptions, 600 yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah, and Doug Peterson already came out and stated that Deshaun Jackson will start in the slot position. Yep. So that right there already puts a big wrinkle in Rager's performance. All right. Well, we took care of rookies. We'll just do one more year of players. Um, our kind of our boom and bust type type of guys and our second year players. We talked about rookies last year. Uh, they're going into their second year. Um, so I will start with this one. I'll go with my boom for my second year player. And I think it's Kyler Murray. I moved him up in my quarterback rankings. I was—I mean, I reserve the right to move him down as this as the off season continues. But I have him third right now behind uh, Mahomes and and uh, Lamar Jackson. I think he has that rare capability of being able to run the ball and throw it in a high powered offense. I like what Cliff Kingsbury brings. He wants to run such a fast paced offense, get the ball moving quickly. Um, and that just bodes well fantasy-wise for quarterbacks, and I think Kyler Murray's the perfect fit for that. He is a fast-paced quarterback. So, And then in the offseason, they go out and add DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Kenyon Drake played outstanding at the end of last year, so he has weapons. They drafted Isabella last year, um, and then Christian Kirk comes back, another good wide receiver. So I think they have a high, an offense that has capability of putting up a lot of points this year. And their defense isn't that great. So he's going to be out there throwing the ball, playing catch-up a lot. Um, so I, I like his chances to do very well in fantasy this season. 
I like that. They loaded up that offense for him, too. for him, for sure. So, for mine, I'm going to go with old David Montgomery. Everyone's like, oh, boy, from last season. You loved him last year. All right, yeah, but listen to this. (laughs) All right. First off, okay, guys, the Bears brought in Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles to compete for the starting spot. Okay, we all know he's going to win the spot. There's no way he doesn't. Now, remember... Nick Foles and Nagy have chemistry together. Nick Foles knows the Bears' offense because Nagy was the offensive coordinator with the Kansas City when we had Nick Foles. So those two have a very close chemistry. So when Nick Foles wins the job, it's going to open up this offense, guys. It's going to remove this loaded box from the backfield or from the defense and force them to actually have to cover the passing game. Nagy historically likes to have a single bell cow, a.k.a. Kareem Hunt, 2017. He carried the ball 270 times on the ground. The next running back only had 18 carries. But they do have Cohen, so let's say they give Cohen some touches. Cohen has never reached over 99 carries in his career in a single season. That right there just says, whoa. So they say, let's say that he gets 88 attempts. I see Montgomery reaching for 270 attempts this year, which leaves roughly about 60 uh, carries for the other two, which is Foles and Nall. He won't be pushing Saquon for the top spot, but I'm telling you guys, he has huge RB2 upside. He is a solid running back this year with potential to be that good RB1 to win you your league this year. And right now, I have him at number 15 RB. That is my breakout player. I like your argument, but can we cut the whole Nick Foles Super Bowl MVP bullshit? That's hey, like three uh, years ago. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, might be, it might be a fluke and everything, but at the same time, he's a way better upgrade than their current QB. No, I agree. I agree there for sure. Mine, um, I'm going to stick with one of the guys who really came on strong last year, but I just expect him you know, to keep good going and that is Josh Jacobs running back Las Vegas Raiders um, best case you can get him at number 31 worst case you're going to have to go all the way up to number 5 running back wise to grab him um, his ADP right now is going number 9 he's got the 21st easiest ranked schedule for running backs um, he's projected 265 carries 1200 yards and about 9 touchdowns um, I'm just r- really excited about this team, guys. Are, I mean, they're going to Vegas, first of all. That's got to be an uptake in momentum and everything. But just the way that they finished the year last year, they've got m- more weapons for either Derek Carr or Mariota. Um, so, I, you know, and Gruden loved him last year. He's come out and said that they're going to give him the rock hell of a lot more this year. They're going to lean on him to win games this year. And they're going to try to get him more involved in the passing game. They're just going to build on what he did last year. And he's going to be damn near top five running back this year. I like that. I actually, I could like that. Especially with my bust as Henry Ruggs. So the offense is going to have to go through somewhere. Well, I will start the bust then for second year players. Being a little overhyped in my mind. Um, you guys might not agree. But it is Miles Sanders. I loved him last year going in yeah. as a rookie. I thought he could take over the starting job, and then I slowly just started realizing that Doug Peterson just doesn't have a workhorse back, and he's being taken in the top top 15 of running backs right now. Um, AP is 12, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have much competition behind him, but kind of a bold prediction. Don't be surprised if the Eagles add Devontae Freeman. 
They, I mean, just as soon as you think that you love a guy in that offense, they add more depth. I think that's what they're built around is depth. Um, And I don't see, I mean, I still love Miles Sanders. I think he's a great athlete, but I just don't see him as a workhorse back. And I feel like Doug Peterson won't see him as a workhorse back either. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, to your credit, they have had, like, the running back by committee approach where they don't have anyone back behind him. Yeah. I mean, do you think they actually do after go um, after DeMonte Freeman? I mean, I, think, I think there's a good chance that, you know, you finally see an offseason where they don't add anyone. They have Boston Scott, Corey Clement. Mm-hmm. Behind Miles Sanders, you're like, oh, finally a, a back that doesn't have competition in in – Doug Peterson's offense, and then, you know, they go out and add a guy. So I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they pick up another running back before the season and then just muddy that backfield even more. Um, and that's why I'm kind of staying away from Miles Sanders. Well, and just three weeks ago they were saying that. So last year he averaged about 12 to 13 oh, yeah. carries he, a game. He was amazing with his carries. Three weeks ago they're saying that they want to try to get that to 15 to 18 and being a lead back and only getting five more carries. That's, yeah. that, that's kind it's of sketchy. risky for well, sure. Guys, look at where the coaching tree falls from. Andy Reed. <laughs> what does Andy Reed do best? Running back by committee. We don't pay for running backs. So I guess I will go. Who's your buster? Oh, here we go again. Let's hear the, Oh my gosh, Devin Singletary! Devin Singletary? Yes, sir, listen to this. I like this kid. Last year, Devin Singletary ranked 42nd out of all running backs with red zone carries. He had two. Zach Moss has been drafted in his two college seasons with at least 28 catches and last year averaged at least 13.9 yards per catch. Strength of schedule for the running back for the Bills is the second hardest in the NFL. And this all comes down to guys understanding right now Devin Singletary is being drafted as RB2. So you have to understand your reward with drafting RB2s. With Zach Moss on the team, the GM already came out and stated this. Brandon Bean, I think more of the goal line work will be going towards Zach Moss. And things like that, as we did with Frank last year. You'll see Zach do. I think Devin will do a similar role that he had as last year, which means he's not going to get those goal line touches. He's not going to be that receiving back that you want. I do like Devin Singletary, but I don't think he's going to be a high RB2. I'm pushing him to an RB3, and you play him week-to-week based on who he's playing. Gore gives up 18 goal line touches this year. Zach Moss is going to grab most of that, and then you're going to have the big guy from – the quarterback position, Josh Allen, is going to do a whole bunch of goal line work as well, just like he did last year. So I don't see that. That's the one thing that scares me with Devin Singletary is if you don't get touchdowns as a running back, it drops your value massively. 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 <laughs> I'm talking about massively. The vocab is just on point today. And that is it for me. <laughs> All right. Mine, guys, wide receiver Terry McLaren from Washington. Were you copying me? That's why I switched up a couple things. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But anyway, guys, last year he started off really hot. He scored in his first three games. He didn't play week four. And then he had two more touchdowns in week six. How many did he have from week six on? Anybody? Anybody? Uh... Three. One. One. One is the correct answer. He had one touchdown from week six on, guys. Yes, he didn't play the last three weeks of the season, but a lot of his 
I mean, they lost big the majority of the time. They had to throw a hell of a lot more than they than they wanted to, and I just feel like he's not really a number one. They, if Alex Smith can come in and win, they don't even have a quarterback. It's kind of where I'm going at. Cordell Jones. I mean, <laughs> it's actually Dwayne Haskins. Oh, I, that's what I mean. Dwayne Haskins. That's how much I care about the Redskins. The other Ohio State quarterback. But, no, I'm just not very impressed with this guy. Yes, he had a great start to the year last year, but I don't see him as a wide receiver one or two where he's being drafted at right now. He's being drafted at, at, at best number 12 and at worst number 76. So, big jump but his ADP is number 67 so that's what round three to four no I, I like what you're saying Cameron because with Alex Smith he was a wide receiver two and then the he gets hurt and then you get Haskins in and he drops from a wide receiver two to a wide receiver four so it's not really Terry McLaurin it's more of the situation he's been put into with the horrible quarterback because I hate Haskins I don't think Haskins good that's what I'm saying yeah the the only thing with him is there's I mean there's no one else in that offense. Someone's got to get numbers. That's the only upside to him, but he is being drafted a lot higher than I would even look at him at. So, I'm, I mean, I'm staying away from him as well. Um, and I think that wraps up our rookie and second-year players fantasy Ooh. outlook. All right, Cammy, you want to bring us into a little betting? All right, guys, we're just going to kind of ease into this because we didn't want to just – bust it all out in one show but i mean we're gonna dive into everything once we get a little bit closer to the start of the year we're gonna be hitting on futures we'll be hitting on player props division winners um mvp all of it i mean we'll do it all we'll break into some in-game action once we get there and just anything you guys want in particular. I mean, don't be afraid to hit us up, ask us any questions or anything that you want us to talk about. But just to get us started today, we're going to be looking at the AP NFL Comeback Player of the Year and the Coach of the Year. Last year, the winner was... Uh, for what? Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Was the winner of the AP Coach of the Year after taking them to a 14-2 and record. Having 12 um, All-Pro mentions and 19 All-Stars. So, he got the nod there. And then for the comeback what? of the year. Hold on. His whole team That's was the same on thing. All-Star. All-Star and All-Pro is the same thing, isn't it? Oh, and Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Um, 19 Pro Bowlers and 12 All-Pro. Number one team. Okay. So. Anyway. And comeback player of the year was Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans. Too bad they ain't going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> had your chance, buddy. Right? We had the chance. We couldn't take him down. All right, guys. But to start, AP Coach of the Year. Who Coach? You got? Coach of the I will year. go first, I guess. Um, a team that I see having a huge bounce back this year. Um, one of the best offenses in the league, in my opinion. They have some of the best talent. Um, you look at a team that adds a running back coming off two career years and then a down year because of injury in Todd Gurley. They have Julio Jones, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Calvin Ridley, arguably the best number two receiver on any team in the NFL. Um it's just that Hayden Hurst comes in at tight end. They have so many weapons on offense. 
and they're bound for a bounce back, and I think it could be this year. They've been drafting a ton of young talent um, on the defensive side of the ball, and if the Atlanta Falcons can somehow win that division, I know it's a very tough division, but if for some reason they win it, the headlines are going to be all over the Falcons, and Dan Quinn will reap the benefits and win Coach of the Year. There's just so much hype around the Bucks and the Saints that if somehow he pulls that off, he's going to be looked at as a god. Dan Quinn is plus 3,300. That's actually a really good one. If you bet 100 bucks, you're winning. Uh, if he wins that division, he's winning Coach of the Year. There's no question about it. That's it's a very my, tough division. That's kind of my theory for mine, who is Frank Reich. I'm very I'm I'm high on the Colts this year, um, and that's kind of my exact theory there. He's at plus two thousand. If they win that division, he's got a very good shot. Mine after losing. Sorry. No, you good. No, that's all. Tell tell me what Vic Fangio is. Vic Fangio, the Denver Broncos. Broncos. He might be the first coach fired this year. (laughs) (laughs) He's at plus two thousand as well. And the reason why I say this is if this hype with Drew Locke is true and they win that division, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs and win that division, he will win head coach of the year, hands down. I think everyone already has Kansas City projected to make the playoffs and potentially be the number one seed in the AFC. If the Broncos somehow upset them and do this, I mean, they haven't won. uh, They won one game in the last ten against Kansas City. And I'm not just saying if they beat Kansas City. I think if you beat Kansas City, you're going to beat Chargers, you're going to beat the Raiders. So I think that Vic Fangio has a great opportunity to become Coach of the Year. Uh, plus 2,000. Right? And got, a great defense got, with the beast returning. We got Bradley some Chuck. long shots, boys. Might throw some money on them. <laughs> with oh, yeah. us having the long shots, who would you think is the favorite? What do you mean? Who do you think is the favorite? Out of us win? three? No, 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 no. Out of the whole thing? Out of the coaches. Who Arizona. Is... I mean, granted that you already t- granted that you already told us well, in Bill Belichick. So Belichick is the favorite at plus one thousand, so still great odds. Then you got Kyle Shanahan, Mike Vrabel, Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, and Cliff Kingsbury. Solid. Um, I mean, so that's kind of going to wrap that little portion up for today, fellas, unless there's one you want. Comeback player of the year. I will go first. If you say Gronkowski, I'm just going to grab you and throw you out no, the window. No, no, no. <laughs> Here's a, a, a scenario I want to paint for you. Nolan, high on Justin Jefferson. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is getting a ton of hype. Could it be the Joe Burrow effect? And A.J. Green, one of the top wide receivers in the NFL a couple of years ago, comes back. He has this this amazing new rookie quarterback. He has one of the better rookie seasons of the NFL. Um, and he just has a top receiver who's an athletic freak in A.J. Green. And he has, you know, a 1,000-yard season, maybe seven touchdowns, and he's comeback player of the year. He sat out all of last season, didn't AJ play Green a game. Plus 1,000. So I, I think it's, I think it's very conceivable. Like if he that. has a wide receiver one type of season, I think he's a lock for comeback player of the year. I like it. I like it a lot. Who you got, Cammy? <sighs> Mine, I was kind of hesitant on at first, but just seeing Matt Stafford up there and just the amount of numbers that he can put up, if they can sneak into a playoff spot, I think that will basically solidify him for comeback player of the year. 
Where is who'd you just say? Matthew Stafford oh, plus seven fifty. That's who I was gonna go, but we'll throw a little wrinkle in. Where's Todd Gurley? I mean, he played decent last year, so it's like two thousand seventeen. He, 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 he would need a career year. I was gonna say he's technically not listed, but you could ask. So go with somebody else. You got Big Ben, Gronk, JJ Watt, Ooh, Gronk. Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> Newton, Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, Nick right. Foles. That's exactly what I was about to ask. What about my Super Bowl MVP? Super Bowl MVP. Plus two thousand. Give it to me. I'm taking Nick Foles on this Hall of Famer. Nick, you put ten in. Ten bucks on him, guys. I'm telling you right now, if this Chicago offense gets rolling, they have a killer defense. This offense gets going. Do they go from worst to first? They could. They could in that I division. They can only go up. Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles is going to beat out Mitchell Trubisky, who's absolutely horrible. I'm surprised he's still there. But I think Nick Foles can do it, guys. I think he has a little bit better weapons on this team, a better run game than the Jags. And the team isn't falling apart like we see with the Jags. So I think Nick Foles is going to come on, come to life. And he did get hurt against, oh, what do you know, the Kansas City Chiefs. Would you take a chance on Antonio Brown at plus 2,200? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> That's just a waste of money right there. A waste of money. How about Colin Kaepernick plus 1,200? Waste of money. The only reason why I say that is he hasn't played for a long time. So if someone does pick him up, He's going to have some wrinkles to fix. I, it, I just, I mean, someone could definitely add him this season. I just don't see him playing at any point. Yeah. It's going to be a very, it would take an off, awful lot of chips to fall in the right direction for him to get it, to start on an NFL team. Maybe like Fitzpatrick gets, breaks his leg and then uh, old, what's the name that just got drafted over there? The GOAT, Tua. Tua, who uh, has a, his hip injury. They say, you know what, we're going to set you for a year. Call in, come on in, brother. All right, I guess that wraps up the betting portion. Yeah, right. we'll dive into a lot more once we get there, but just kind of a rough draft little start. But I like it, guys. We are going to be releasing... Mike. All right, back to you, Nolan. <laughs> so, guys, we are going to be releasing our top 20 later on throughout the summer. They'll be updated every week. We'll post it on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, and our Instagram page. Everybody has their own top 20, so you can kind of see which four corners top 20 you like and who has the best. Comment on them if you guys don't like one of our positions. We also are on SoundCloud, guys. We're on iTunes. We're on any, any platform that plays podcast and everything we have a youtube channel as well we're going to kick that back up guys we are excited to get this show back running we are going to give you guys a ton of information a ton of stuff to prep you guys for your draft and then once the season hits we will do live episodes we will be giving out t-shirts posters stickers for your cars and everything guys so hit us up share like give us more people come on help the four corners family out guys but other than that guys this is our parting ways for the day. So, any last words that you would like to share? Drew Locke, MVP. <laughs> <laughs>